Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to our blog talk radio show. And I tell you, it is a pleasure to help facilitate this journey of hope with you. And the thing is, we will press on no matter what kind of uh, problems there may be. See, that's what the hope train does. That's why I like to start off when we can have this train of hope going down the track, because as the hope train goes down the track, it continues. going so well that everything is is perfect, but the hope train is that no matter what's happening, you keep on moving forward. See, that's what hope causes you to do, to move forward. So as I said before, I am hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Tompkins, and I am here to facilitate your journey of hope tonight, and we have a wonderful show. We're talking about the school's reopening And we are also going to be uh, giving out and sharing special songs of hope because we don't want to talk about a problem and then not have a solution because there's, there's hope no matter what is going on. So let me just begin by framing the problem or framing the challenge, the situation that's going on right now. Uh, as many of you know, because of this coronavirus pandemic that has been sweeping the land, we have been on lockdown in so many areas. There's been a lockdown with our uh, schools. There's been a lockdown with our uh, different restaurants and, and establishments, stay-at-home orders, and, and still, still to this day, but in the midst of it all, there's also been some reopening. There's been reopening, and as the reopening has happened, then we've been able to begin to kind of go back out there a little bit more and do things. But the problem is, in the midst of the reopening, we've seen a surge in coronavirus cases in many places, uh, especially, you know, the United States of America, as, as we are leading the, the world in the number of coronavirus cases. And, uh, and so, as a matter of fact, in the state of Florida where we are, Leon County, the capital of Florida, there are, uh, uh, we are an epicenter 
of, of coronavirus because we see anywhere from 9,000 to, to 10,000, and, and there has been even more, over 10,000 cases per day. And this has not stopped. It's been going on since, the, since July. And, uh, and in the midst of all of this, uh, we have we have a a state emergency order uh, for all of the school systems, of the 67 counties, to open up schools, open up public and begins in August for many. And uh, in the midst of all of this, now we have another situation that is dividing our nation. As a matter of fact, the poll this came out on last week, and uh, it's from the uh, Forbes, Forbes Foundation and uh, Forbes Business. And what they found is that Americans, it says, new polls finds Americans divided along racial and political lines on the issue of reopening schools. So yet and still, this is another thing that is bringing division to the nation because some people desire for uh, schools to be to be opened back up. As a matter of fact, there's a push, and then there's there's this mandate for this uh, for this to happen. And uh, and then in the midst of that, you have those who are saying, no, no, let us not open the schools. Let it not, you know, let this not be a situation that's happening right now. Let us get this virus under control first and get some things uh, sorted out. And, and so now it, it is dividing the nation. And so it, it says here, I'm going to read just a little bit from this poll. It says that most parents, 60% with children, prefer that schools wait to restart in person, learning to reduce infection, infection risk rather than the 34% that, that desire open sooner so parents can work and students can return to the classroom. So we have 60% that, that, that say no, let us wait for, before restarting, and we have 34% that is saying open up. And uh, it says with parents of color, now this is where the, the divide comes, with parents of color there's 76% that is, overwhelmingly in favor of waiting, and Democrats, 87% overwhelmingly in favor of waiting. Another divide, and in the midst of this divide, what we have is we have uh, the government, and it's, it's mainly uh, the president and also um, the Republican governors who are, 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 going, are, are forging ahead for the schools to be open. Um, then there were other, other polling by the, the Kaiser Family Foundation. There's a significant partisan divide among respondents related to schools, with 87% of Democrats preferring schools open later, while 60% of Republicans prefer. So not only the parties and the, and the heads, uh, the, the president, the governors, but the people. And so there's another poll, the KFF poll also found, or that's the same poll, but that's, the, um, that's how they abbreviate it. The KFF poll also found that nine in ten parents of color are worried that their child, which is 91, that comes to 91%, or someone else in their family will contract COVID-19 if schools reopen. 
whereas just 55% of white parents say they are, they are worried about their child or someone in their family getting sick. So it goes on to talk about how the New York Times reported earlier this month that black and Latino Americans are three times as likely to be infected by the coronavirus as their white neighbors in the CDC attributes it to health disparities, inequities in living, working, health, and social conditions generation. And let's see, let's keep going here. 82% of parents of color say their child's school needs more resources to safely open, while 54% say uh, of white parents say the same. So we're, we're seeing this divide. So this is, this is the big divide here that is taking place. And in the midst of it all, uh, I'm going to read a little bit about, about Florida because that's where, what, where we are. We're in Florida and we're talking about what's happening here. It says Florida has issued an emergency order mandating that all schools in the state open for in-person learning next month, which is coming up for the fall semester. Even though Florida has emerged as the U.S. coronavirus epicenter, averaging over 10,000 new cases a day through much of July, okay? And then it goes on, uh, it talks about the lawsuit. Um, the American Federation of Teachers, the nation's largest teachers union, and its local affiliate, Florida Education Association, sued Governor Ron DeSantis over his administration's emergency order requiring all schools reopen five days a week. And then it goes on to talk about some other states. So this is, this is the situation. This is what we're dealing with right now. And uh, I am so, so blessed and honored to, to uh, have my daughter, Janar Chanel Holloway. She's, <clears throat> I did an interview with her because, you know, I, I wanted to hear from someone from the inside as she is a teacher. She has been a teacher in the, in the Leon County Public School System here uh, in Tallahassee for 10 years. So she's a veteran. And, um, and she's also, she was teacher of the year, one year for her whole entire school. She's an elementary uh, school teacher. And, uh, and I'm going to share an interview that, uh, that I did with her. And she shares from her heart her concerns as a, as a teacher, both as a teacher as well as a parent. And then I am so delighted that I'll be able to share uh, with my granddaughter, Taylor Holloway, who, uh, who has a surprise that she's going to share uh, for her parents. And, uh, and also she shares her thoughts about uh, reopening of the schools. And, uh, and after we have that, we'll have a discussion with our Christ Vision Tribe members, and we're going to share some psalms of hope because I know and I believe sincerely in the midst of it all, we believe that there is hope for this coronavirus pandemic that is sweeping this land, and it's not found in politics, but in the word of God. So we're going to share some psalms of hope that, that will bring hope and help and comfort for students, teachers, and parents who are facing this dilemma, and all of us, really, because it, it affects us all, uh, whether you have parents in the public school system, grandparents, or or those that work in there in the public system, public school system, or what have you, uh, it, it affects all of us. So I'm going to go ahead and begin 
the show now with the interview that I did with Janar, and then we'll come back and have some more discussion. Well, Janar, well, well, Janar, welcome once again to Think Hope Podcast. And uh, I tell you, I'm going to have to make you an honorary co-hostess because I love having you come on and, and uh, us having these conversations, especially it's just so much, so many hot, hot topics that are, that are very relevant. And uh, as the last uh, time you were on Think Hope Podcast, I shared uh, a little bit from what your thoughts were about um, raising a black son, and especially during the time of the protests and after George Floyd's uh, uh, death, his murder. And, uh, and during that interview, you identified and, and let everyone know that you are a teacher, a first grade teacher in the Leon County uh, public school system here in, in the state of Florida, in Tallahassee, the capital of Florida. And, and so now I'm bringing you on because we are looking at the schools being mandated by the governor of Florida to reopen in August, which is coming up very soon. And as mm-hmm. a result of that mandate, uh, there's been a lot of controversy. So as a teacher, as one on the inside, I wanted to just kind of bring you on so you can share your thoughts and also give us a little bit more uh, information about about what's going on and, 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 and what, as a teacher and a parent, uh, how you feel about this whole thing. So... So first of all, why don't you just share with uh, with everyone exactly what is going on in the state of Florida in regards to the schools opening? Well, um, it's so much information out there. It's just hard to even, you know, sometimes keep up. Um, but what we've heard, and teachers, we have not necessarily been told this. There has not been an official, you know, any official communication between the powers that be and the teachers it's just been here mm-hmm. and you know they've been doing some live um, broadcasts where they kind of share information and they you know when they share it with the rest of the world that's when we find out as well um but okay. what we've been hearing is that um most places have maybe pushed the start date back um a week but right now, the conundrum that everybody is in is trying to figure out how to open schools um, safely. And so they're coming up with all these different plans. And, you know, there's a one side that wants to um, go virtually because the numbers are rising, especially here in Florida. It's like Florida is just taking off, you know, um, mm-hmm. with the epicenter right now of coronavirus. And so people want to do online completely and then there's another side that wants to do um, brick and mortar meaning we would go into the building Um, and then there's this executive order um, that says schools need to be open five days a week Mm -hmm. so um, it just seems as though we're being the state and the government is really forcing our hands when it comes to mm-hmm. opening schools back up and bringing the children back in the classroom. Yes. So that's it, really it, where we are now. Yes. It's being mandated is, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. 
and uh, and as you stated, um, the state of Florida is one of the hot spots for COVID-19, uh, the coronavirus disease, and daily we're having anywhere between 9,000 and 10,000 cases. Uh, there's been to date, and it continues to rise. So at the time, by the time we air this, I'm sure it'll be more. But there's uh, 380,000 confirmed cases in Florida with over 5,344 deaths. And then they have the breakdown of the, of the various counties. And it's not, it's not getting any better. So in the midst of the cases of the coronavirus rising, uh, some of the other places that had been opened up, say the bars and and uh, and some of those those places that were once opened again for people to come in for the public, they closed them back down. But in the face of them closing the the bars down and some of the other establishments like gyms, I believe, and and uh, salons, they are opening the schools. So so how as a as a teacher. So I want you to speak from two, you know, just um, as a teacher and then also as a parent. How do you personally feel uh, about this? Um, First, as a teacher, I just feel frustration. And I even, like, kind of just shared a post um, on, like, a group that I'm in, a a Black Educators Rock group. And I just shared a post. It was very just basic. I just said as a teacher and a parent. I feel, you know, confused, um, nervous, I'm afraid, and I just, you know, I'm kind of looking for my exit. And it has so many people who commented and shared, and it was like over 1,500 people who just felt the same exact way. Like other teachers, mm. they were like, I feel the same way. So just as a teacher, I feel nervous about going back mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously I don't want to get coronavirus. And I just feel like I'm kind of just, you know, like when you are in the room and somebody is discussing something about you and they're just talking over you and it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm right here. I can speak up for myself. You know, it's kind of just like these decisions are being made and the teacher's input is not being taken. And I understand completely that is a difficult situation. They're, the government is really forcing our hand. They're saying they're going to pull back funding, you know, if we don't open schools and whatnot. So mm-hmm. it's like the people that are in charge, they're in a in a tough spot. But it's just like I, I, I don't – I really don't know what can be done. I don't really know the answer. You know, I don't really have all the facts. But as a teacher, I'm just worried about being exposed. I'm worried about okay. being expected to do all of these things that I have not been trained to do. There has not been a discussion uh, around procedure. It's just been ideas kind of thrown out there for the last couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. so now that time is winding down, it's like we're all in limbo. Like, are we going back? Are we not going back? Are some of us going to be able to teach online? Are we all going to have to go in the room? What are mm-hmm. what are we going to be expected to do as far as cleaning? What are going to be the procedures when someone tests positive? And it's like no one has the answers. And I feel like we've had months and months to plan for going back to school, and there should be some type of 
solid plan in place, we should have several plans in place and say, uh-huh, uh-huh. this could be option A, this could be option B, this could be option C, as opposed to if now we're getting coming down to the wire and we're still just scrambling, just like we were in the spring. So what's the actual school date that you are to, uh, to open in Leon County as of now, as you know right now? As of now, um, it's August 19th uh, for students. Okay. And okay. so, um, you know, we the teachers, we would report the week before, but it's like, like we don't even have any, you know, solid procedures as far as that. Because typically we would do, um, you know, like a back-to-school, like, pre-conference where we would all gather up at, a, like, a, a school or an auditorium so we can't do that. And then when we would go back to school, obviously we would meet, you know, the staff and the faculty at the school. We would meet together um, all week to go over different things and procedures. And it's like, we can't do that. So we just really don't know, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know whether to go to my room and begin preparing or start preparing, like, a Google Classroom. Like, I really don't, I really don't have any answers. Two things I wanted to kind of add to the conversation, and uh, as I'm speaking to Janar Holloway, who is a first-grade school teacher here in Leon County uh, school system, also my daughter, and uh, you have been teaching for a decade now, 10 years, so, mm-hmm. so to hear you talk and to be at this stage, because it's not like you're just starting. Um, after being a decade of doing something, you were actually teacher of the year one year, not too long ago, uh, voted by all of the, uh, the school system there. And you were voted as teacher of the year for your Astoria Park uh, school. And so you, you know what you're doing. You're a professional. And, and mm-hmm. to hear you say that at this state, you know, I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. And that is that is so disheartening to me because mm-hmm. that is precisely the place where where things can begin to happen uh, from, you know, uh, mistakes and mishaps and oops and, yeah. and all of this because there's no clear plan. Two things I wanted to add to the conversation. Uh, I see that the Florida Education Association is suing the governor over reopening schools, and that is something that's happening mm-hmm. right now. So are you aware of that? Yes, I am aware of that, and the premise of that, from what I, you know, can, like, see just from the information out there is that they're just suing over um, it not being safe. Like, they, mm-hmm. we, the, the school system and the county, and the you know the the state has to provide a safe working environment, and we feel as though um, it will not be a safe working environment. I just there are so many unknowns as far as COVID mm-hmm. is concerned, and there's mm-hmm. so much misinformation out there. It's like we don't have all the facts, and for us to close down so abruptly in March mm-hmm. when there were reported uh, zero cases at that time in, in Leon County. And then now to be opening back up when we have, you know, thousands of cases and the cases are rising, the mm-hmm. hospitals are not equipped, the hospitals are understaffed, 
They don't have enough nurses. I actually just heard from a nurse at TMH that they're now having the nurses on all floors have to work the COVID. You know, they have to give a day to Mm -hmm. work that COVID unit because they don't have enough nurses to work that unit now that they've had to open that COVID unit back up. And it's like, and we should still open schools. Like, even over the summer, all the summer activities, they decided to open up and let students practice. They tried to do social distancing. And they had to shut that down because they had so many coaches and so many students test positive for COVID. And that's right. only just a small percentage of all the students in the entire county. That didn't even e- include any elementary students at all. So now we want to send all students back to school. And it's like, that's just not a good decision in any aspect. I just don't see how that can happen. Right. Um, but it seems like that's where we're going. And we just don't have a plan. So I understand what, where the where the um, the association is coming from. Like, somebody needs to stand up for teachers. And that's what the teachers union is supposed to do. Yes, yes. So, so you know, that's yet to we, we're yet to see what happens with, with that lawsuit or how fast it can make it through. But another thing I wanted to add, the second thing was I did get a chance to actually listen to Governor DeSantis' address on yesterday as he came on and he was talking about the schools reopening because everybody's talking about the hot topic. You know, he's being sued. Yeah. And, you know, teachers everywhere are, 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 are just so concerned. So, so as I was listening to him, so I said, you know what, I'm just going to, to zero in and focus in and listen to what he's saying so, we, so I can hear and be knowledgeable as to the premise where he's coming from and, and, and everything. So this is what I heard. He said several times that we cannot be moved by fear. But he did not say, you know, the alternative, because as a, as a minister of the gospel, anytime I talk about don't be moved by fear, I always add we have to be moved by faith. So, mm-hmm. so, faith, so yeah. if, yeah, so, you know, if we're talking spiritually. So if you're going to say don't be moved by fear, then what is the alternative? So there was no alternative, whether it was no alternative, whether secular or spiritual, there was no alternative. It was just don't be moved by fear. Okay, and I heard him say that several times. I heard him speak to the parents about how the parents want, you know, many of the parents want it open. I heard him speak about how the children need to be able to get the good education and not be deprived. Mm-hmm. I did not hear him say a word to the teachers. So, so that mm-hmm. was a little disturbing to me. But I believe that the, what he was saying to the teachers or at the teachers was, do not fear. We don't need to be moved by fear. And then the other thing he said, and I didn't miss it, he said there's a choice that the parents who, if they don't feel safe, they have a choice to either do distance learning. If the teachers don't feel safe, now he did say this, if the teachers don't feel safe, then they have a choice to either to, to do distance learning that they can teach um, virtually. And, uh, and, so I, I, and so as I was listening to you, um, I didn't hear you say that option because I know he said that, but how is that mm-hmm. being uh, communicated 
to the teachers and how would you go about it if, say, you raise your hand and say, you know what, I don't feel safe, I don't feel, mm-hmm. you know, that I can go back into the school, to the classroom, then, then is there an alternative being offered now? Mm-mm. There's not been an alternative offered. Um, I've asked. I even spoke about maybe over a month ago now um, when we were, you know, after school was over and we were deep into the summer, um, mm-hmm. spoke to my administration. I was told that would not be an option. Um, we even asked. They, they've had several lives, and we've asked them to address that. Um, that has not been addressed. We've asked, how do we apply? How is the teacher mm-hmm. chosen? Um, how will you decide? Um, and that has not been addressed. So okay. I don't know if they are choosing, they are handpicking who they would like to, if there's preferential treatment there. But that has not been offered to the masses. I'm also in another teacher group of just Leon County teachers, and mm-hmm. it's over 100 teachers in that group. Not one of us has heard anything about teaching online. Okay, so maybe that's something that's coming down the pike. I don't know, but I know I heard this his address yesterday, and I know that this had to be in response to the lawsuit that's going on now. So hopefully yeah. uh, we'll begin to see some changes because oftentimes whenever the courts get involved, and I was hoping and praying that, that this would happen actually because oftentimes that's yeah. the only way that when you're dealing with the government and different entities that you can really get their attention is when you go through the courts and, and sue and say, you know, look, this is, this is, this is not a good thing and, and we can't do this. And then, and then all of a sudden there's compromise and there's things changing. And, and that was one of the things that I, I heard him say is, is the choice that teachers have and that parents have. So hopefully that's going to be something. And also the school uh, have, the school board has in maybe delaying the opening of the schools and things of that nature. Because uh, it's not that we don't have faith because we have faith. But faith without works is dead. And so when you have active faith, then there's wisdom. And the Bible tells us that, that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth liberally and abradeth not. So we have to exercise all of those. All of that has to be in place uh, as we are navigating our way, especially during this time of this COVID-19 pandemic. And the best case scenario is once the immunization is, is, is here, it's been tested and released, and everyone can, mm-hmm. can begin to be immunized, then that's the case scenario. That's the best case scenario now to just start opening up and going back to some type of, of normal. But there is hope. And the hope is people like yourself, teachers who are still stepping up to the plate, who are standing, who are, who are making uh, their voices known and heard and, and pushing back to this and saying, okay, we, we are going to have to find a way for this to be a win-win all the way around because we can't say uh, the parents, 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 children, 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 and then teachers dying left and right. And, and then you heard about the case in Arizona where the teacher caught COVID and she died and then the other two that was in the room assisting, they, they, are, they have the disease now. 
And and that's yes. just one case. And it's like, come on now, how many people, how many more people have to die until we can finally understand that we need to do what needs to be done to make the sacrifices all the way around. And that's not always putting your life and your family in danger. Because as, as grandmother, as mother and grandmother, I'm thinking, you guys come over here. I love you. I love the time that we have together. And then now you're going to be out there exposed every day. Mm-hmm. And, and what are you going to bring here to, to, to me and, 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 and my husband, our, you know, your father, Kwame, at our mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and things of that nature. It's just a whole lot to, to think about and to pray about. But there is hope, and I know that it's going to work out. Um, well, something that I would like to say as far as the parents, because um, there are a lot of parents who would like to send their kids back to school, and, you know, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, luckily, I know my daughter's teacher, and we've had discussions about, you know, if we do have to go back, these are some of her procedures. These are some of the things that, you know, she plans on putting in place. I would just like the parents to know that if we do have to go back, although we are fearful, although we are worried, although although we are confused, the the student safety is still our number one priority. So if we do mm-hmm. have to go back and we are, you know, ha- we, and we are in the classroom brick and mortar, the students will be safe. The students will mm-hmm. be loved. Yes, it will be different. I will not be able to, you know, hug my students every morning I have my students normally when they come in every morning they give me a hug all through the day they give me a hug whenever they're upset they're hugging and they're at my desk and we're close so those Mm -hmm. things may not be able to take place but they will still get everything that they need they will get the love that they need we will make sure that they're safe we'll make sure you know that they're learning and that they're happy because I have Mm -hmm. heard parents saying well if the teachers feel this way, then, you know, are they just going to be sitting in the classroom, you know, not really learning anything and just babysitting all day? And, no, that's not the case. That, that's just not who we are. Like you said, like the nurses, they have a calling. This is our calling mm-hmm. to teach. And if it is what we're required to do, then we will step up to the plate and we'll do what needs to be done. So just as a teacher, from a mm-hmm. teacher perspective, mm-hmm. two parents who are concerned, I just wanted to ease some of those concerns, you know. Well, that's good to hear, and that's good to hear you say that because I know you, of course, as my daughter <laughs> and as as someone who has a calling to teach and who really does care and and love the children, love the profession, and uh, but 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 truly, we can't say that about all teachers. Now we know that because true. those that's of us true. who have come up in the school system and have had teachers, we know that all teachers are not created equal, they're not the same. And so uh, you can speak from, from, from your perspective and what you know to be true. And I believe that, that, that I would like to hope the majority of teachers would feel that way. However, yeah. this is a situation that, that has to be rectified on some level. There, there has to be some mm-hmm. type of, of, of measure given for the students, of course, um, the parents, yes, and the teachers and the administrators, all of those who are involved, because that's what I keep hearing teachers say, just like you said. I want, 
I want to be at the table. I want my concern and my voice to be heard. And and mm-hmm. as long as everyone has that opportunity, I do believe we'll be able to come to some type of, of resolution that is a, that is great for all involved. But thank you, Janar, for your love and your dedication as a teacher. Uh, that's not an easy profession, but it's certainly one that is that is honorable, and and I would say one of the most important because how many of us can remember a teacher that really poured into us and and made a difference? I know I can. Even at this age, mm-hmm. I can remember some teachers by name and some of the things they said. So you play such an, uh, an important role in the shaping and the molding of our future and the future, our hope, because the children are our future and they are our hope. So once again, thank you for your service and your dedication. The, in the next few minutes, I want you to put now, put on your parent hat as a mother mm-hmm. of three children and two that are in the public school system uh, at this point in time. How do you feel and how do you feel about uh, them going back in and also maybe distance learning for them? Well, I mean, as far as distance learning as a parent, my ideal um, my ideal um, scenario would be mm-hmm. for me to be able to teach online and be able to have them do distance learning, which in the spring it was, you know, um, different. It was it was just, a, and it was an emergency thing. And what people have to understand is they can't compare the spring to now mm-hmm. because obviously mm-hmm. we've had time to plan. And obviously in the spring we had no idea. Like we thought we were coming back after a week and then we thought we would give it an extra week. And then it was, mm-hmm. you know, the whole rest of the year. So the spring can't be compared to, you know, typically how distance learning should take place. So mm-hmm. I would like for them to be able to stay home just because, like, my oldest daughter, I know she wants to go to school, but she's also mentioned some some of her anxiety around, you know, catching the virus, around mm-hmm. um you know, her having to wear a mask all day. And, you know, I, w- I would like to, you know, have that option to keep her home. And then my youngest daughter, she's going to kindergarten. So even if there is by chance, uh, you know, a way for her to keep her mask on all day, I do not believe that there's any way for a room full of kindergartners mm-hmm. to keep a mask on all day long. I just don't see how that's possible. So I do feel as though if I send them back to school, they will be exposed. That's mm-hmm. just, it's just inevitable. Like they will be exposed to someone mm-hmm. who has the virus. And the only thing I can hope is that they're asymptomatic and it doesn't, you know, take a major toll on their bodies. That's really mm-hmm. the only thing mm-hmm. that I can pray for if they go back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if there is, there is a, a option to teach online, I would gladly like to take a look. I would like to have that option. Um, if there isn't, my next option would be for me to go in, but for me to still have them, you know, do distance learning. I just don't have that option. I don't have anywhere for them to go every single day where yes. someone's going to, you know, sit down right. with them and pull out their computer and they're actually doing work all day, every day. 
I don't have that option either. So me and my husband, we've just been toying with like different scenarios, um, you know, leave of absence, unemployment, um, family medical leave. Like what, what is the, you know, the route that we need to take to ensure their health as well as our own health? Mhm, mhm, mhm. Well, well, I tell you, it's 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 uh, it's something that we are certainly watching as well as praying. Absolutely, absolutely, we are watching as well as praying, and so that ends that part of the interview that I did with Janar. And um, and one of the things I wanted to say is uh, since the interview that we recorded, they have pushed back the start date for Leon County another week. So now it is uh, the 24th, I believe, rather than the 19th, as we had stated. So they'll so right now, as it stands now, school is to officially start for the children on August the 24th. And speaking of the children, I want to just go right ahead and play the interview that I did with Taylor, and uh, and then we'll come back. I'll open the, the lines for those that would like to uh, share a little bit uh, about what you may have heard from the interviews, and, uh, and then uh, at the last uh, segment of this show today, we will be sharing some beautiful songs, the Christ Vision Tribe. I can see them in queue. And and myself, we have some songs of hope that we like to share. We're going to leave, we're going to end this on a very hopeful note because there is hope no matter what. So uh, now I'm going to play uh, this brief interview that I had with Taylor Holloway. Hello, Taylor. Hi. Hi. Did you hear what your mom was saying? Yes. On the interview. And what did you think about that? I thought that we shouldn't go back to school because mm-hmm. it's so dangerous to be out with a large group of people. And even though some kids are staying home, mm-hmm. a lot of kids like me that don't have a choice are still going back to school. And you're going to uh, middle school for the for the first first time, right? Yes. And what grade? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. And at this time, I tell you, you it's 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 kind of hard. And I know that under ordinary conditions, you'd be very excited about going back to school. But I hear you say that now you don't want to because of what's happening with the coronavirus. Because I don't feel that safe. Because even though we're still wearing masks, we're still going to be touching a lot of stuff at school. Mm-hmm. And, like, being yeah. together still and eating lunch in classrooms. And I feel like I should just stay at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until we can get all this sorted out. Yeah. I believe a lot of children feel the same way you feel. And that's what really hurts me is because you guys shouldn't have to be thinking of things like this because as children and you should be thinking of your your classroom, your 
getting ready for school, the excitement of being able to learn and and meet new new friends and not have to think about whether you'll be safe or whether you'll catch a disease and all of that. So we're praying that we can we adults can go ahead and get this sorted out so you guys don't have to worry. Yes. Okay, well, I want to share. You You are a little poet in the making, and you wrote a <laughs> poem for your parents. It's entitled Parents, and I wanted to share it and then have you talk a little bit about it. It's real special to me because I am a poet, and I've been writing poetry for quite some time now, but I didn't start as early as you, so I'm very excited uh, about your poem, Parents, and I'm going to go ahead and read it now. And then we'll talk a little bit about it, okay? Okay. Parents by Taylor Holloway. Roses are red. Violets are blue. You love me and I love you. You make me feel better when I feel blue. But that's only one of the many reasons why I love you. There are so many days when you feel blue. Still, when I need you, you come through. We love each other lots that we both know, even though our feelings don't always show. And sometimes there are issues, but that is normal because when it comes to love, nothing's ever perfect. So now you know that roses are red and violets are blue, but the most important thing you learned was that I will always love you. All right. This is a beautiful poem that you wrote entitled Parents. So tell me, what was your motivation for writing this poem, Taylor? Um, I wanted to write a poem that was a topic that everybody could relate to for most mm-hmm. people. And mm-hmm. I was just inspired to write something that related to most people. So I thought mm-hmm. about parents because most people that I know live with their parents or have parents. Mm-hmm. And then and I was thinking about things that happen mm-hmm. with children and their parents. And you expressed a lot of love there for your parents. Children and their parents, they love each other always, no matter what happens. Mhm, mhm. You know, love is a is a is a subject that most poets write about. I, as I read your poem, I thought about my latest poem. One of my latest poems that I've written uh, is entitled "Love of My Life," and it's a poem about love. And that's 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 really good to see that this poem that you've written, one of your first, I'm sure, uh, is a a poem about love and the love that children have for their parents and especially the love Mm -hmm. that you have for your parents. So that's a a beautiful thing. And I want to encourage you, keep writing. Keep writing. Just keep, let let that uh, inspiration flow. And uh, it's a good way to express your feelings. And I'm sure you touch your mom and dad when they hear it because 
as it airs on our Think Hope podcast will be the first time they're, they're going to hear it, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So they're in for a wonderful surprise. Yeah. Before before I let you go, Taylor, and for those that are listening, Taylor Holloway is my granddaughter who is 11 years old. She'll be 12 in October, and uh, we have the same birth month. And it's so it's, I'm just so delighted to have you with me today here on the Think Hope podcast. So before I let you go, I just want to I want you to share a little bit more about yourself. Um, Okay. Talk about your hobbies. What do you like to do, Taylor? I like to paint. Sometimes I go to the park and I play basketball with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to cook and bake. And I like to play with my siblings. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I like swimming. So that's exciting. Sounds like a, a lot of a lot of great things that you like to do. Um, have you thought about what you'd like to be when you grow up, as they say? I thought about it, but I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Because mm-hmm. at first, I want to be a chef. And now I'm not sure about that. And then I want to be a music producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to learn how to play instruments because my dad told me that Usually when you're a music producer, you need to learn how to play instruments so you can make your own beats. Well, that sounds that sounds good. It sounds like you're still uh, exploring, and I'm sure that before it's all over with and, and you make your way to college and all of that, you'll see exactly what you want to be. Sometimes we know early on, like your mother, I believe she knew she wanted to be a teacher from probably around your age, and and that's something that she ended up uh, becoming. But sometimes you don't know, uh, and, and but then you can, you can find out as you go. But like you said, you have two areas. You have your chef, you like to cook and, and that, and then also music producing and, and all of that. And I'm sure some other things will pop up as well. But I just want to say thank you for coming on to Think Hope Podcast. Thank you for inviting and, me. This was delightful. Okay, and and you you'll come back on again sometime, right? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> what do you like most about being on the podcast? I like that I get to speak my opinions and what's going on to other people. Good. Good. So I certainly I'm going to make you an honorary co-host of Think Hope Podcast. Okay. 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 Love you. Love you too. All right. All right. So that was a really heartwarming uh, interview that uh, that I had with Taylor and uh, just. Just hearing from and and uh, and and what she, how she feels and the concerns that that she has as a student having to go back because the reality is many parents don't have uh, the 
luxury. They don't have the ability to do the distance learning, even though it is being presented as an option, because they have to go to school. I mean, they have to go to work, so the students have to go to school. And if that wasn't uh, an option, then there would be other things that would be built in to help support them with the distance distance learning. But um, so so this this is the the issue that we have heard. We've heard from uh, Janar Holloway. We've heard from Taylor Holloway. Uh, I've shared a few statistics, and many of you know uh, what's happening there. And I'd like to hear from you if we have some, before we get into our Psalms of Hope, if there is anyone on the line that would like to share uh, how you feel or or want to um, in some way, you know, make a comment based upon what you've heard so far, uh, please just press 1, and I'll see you in queue, and I will be able to, to bring you in because this is what this is all about. We have to be those that can make our voices heard, and that's what Think Hope podcast is all about. We are doing what we can to, to put the hope out there, to talk about the issues but not just leave it there in, a, in that place, but to also look at, okay, even in the midst of it all, there is hope. So I see a caller on the line that uh, has raised their hand other than the Christ Vision Tribe members. And I'll just say uh, I'm going to bring you in. It's uh, uh, 850. So if you've raised your hand, uh, this this may be you, 850-ERICO-559. And I won't say the rest of the numbers there. So let's see. Hello, caller. You are on the air. Yes. Hi, Apostle. This is Daphne. Oh, hi, Daphne. Okay. All right. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing very well. Good to hear your voice. Yes, you too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what would you like to add to this conversation tonight? Um, I heard... um, when Janar spoke about um, fear, there there is a lot of parents out here that has fear, and mm-hmm. like you said, we 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 walk by faith and not by sight. So we we have to have faith in this situation, and it is scary, Apostle. It's very scary out mm-hmm. here. It's very scary mm-hmm. that that they want us to send our kids children to school and mm-hmm. cases are started rising and rising and rising. So it, it's very scary, but I want to encourage um, mm-hmm. all of us that mm-hmm. God is, he, he's a healer. He's, he, he's, he's protecting us and we just have to trust him. And there are a lot of kids that, that have to go back to school because parents have to work and, and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. And it, it's just we we just we just meet by hands in the master's hand. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for those words of encouragement, and that's going to uh, bring me to. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to sh- I'm going to share a song, and I'm going to dedicate this song to you, and all of those who have who have faith today and just stand on that faith, and it is based upon one of the Psalms of Hope 
that, that we're looking at tonight from Psalm 27. So thanks so much, Daphne. Thanks for sharing from your heart. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. So, yes, I'm going to take a little break now and play one of our favorite songs, and it is by J.J. Harrison, and it's entitled No Reason to Fear.
I have no reason to fear because the Lord is my light. And many of you all know that particular psalm. As a matter of fact, that's one of my favorites, although I I tell you so many of the psalms that I love. But that is actually Psalm 27 and the very first verse. This is what the song is based upon. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And with that, we will open this part up now for our Psalms of Hope. And I can see that their hands have been raised for quite some time of the Christ Vision Tribe members that are here on the call with us. And this, to me, is something that we must do. We must encourage one another. We must uh, share hope with one another. And whenever we can share Psalms of Hope, this is something that we can all go back to because you may not remember anything that may have been said or not too much in the conversation, but if you, if you remember a psalm that was shared, you can pick up your Bible at any time, whether you're in the, you know, in the bathroom, in the classroom, or whatever. You know, I think one of the saddest things that happened is when we took prayer out of the schools, and that's a whole other topic. But, um, but, but you have your ability your own personal ability to look at the scriptures wherever you are. The Bible is right on our phones today, and, and at any time, day or night, read that, read the Word of God, and the Psalms are very, very powerful in that they will bring that peace that we need. And the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the, is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So with that, we're going to begin to bring in some of the Christ Vision Tribe members and, and those that want to participate, want to come on, just press 1, and I'll see your hand raised in queue, and I'll get right to you. So first of all, let me bring in my husband, Pastor Kwame, who is with us, and he's going to share. Hello, Pastor Kwame. Hello, um, my dear, Dr. Roslyn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. So first of all, do you have any any thoughts, any comments that you'd like to share uh, about what you've heard so far? Well, yes, um, it's uh, quite a lot, and I I would um, envision that it can be overwhelming. And um, the the, the concerns, the keywords that I I picked out in in, in Janar's um, concerns, uh, the, the, the frustration, confusion, and concern, obviously, not only uh, um, about teaching, but her own children, and and yes. um, those are obviously things that would would be of great uh, importance to a parent, and then certainly in the place that she's, uh, the Lord has anointed her to to be a wonderful teacher, and um, mm-hmm. th- those 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 concern me greatly, just just to. You know that that compassion of putting myself where she is and just to have to deal with the, you know, just the the, the different things that you hear today, tomorrow, etc. So uh, that's my main main uh, concern there, and I was so proud of of, of her um, stepping forward and being such a light in the classroom, uh, mm-hmm. and and 
uh, like you said, that you remember your teacher. I remember there's one teacher I remember to this day. Uh, uh-huh. And um, and also Taylor, uh, her her um, yes. poise, her poise, and what she what she touched on, and and you know I would have, I would hope that those who have to make decisions hear the voices of children because there's so much truth that comes out of them. Uh, you you mm-hmm. know a child a child should never run out of hope. And 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 yeah. that's one of the things we have talked about. But very compelling, and and um, you know whatever it is that I can do to help, as we are helping others with um, setting mm-hmm. up learning management systems, where people are doing lots of things virtually. There is no back to normal, and and and, mm-hmm. and that that phrase needs to be dropped from our vocabulary. This is not about going back to yesterday. This is about looking towards tomorrow and and finding Mm -hmm. hope there. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, what would what is what's the psalm? Let's share your psalm that you had prepared. Yes, Um, and and um, it's as a leader, you have to listen to your people. And, and be flexible. And as I listened, um, the psalm that came to me uh, is Psalm 141, verses 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, psalm 141. It's, it's, it's about knowing whose you are and whose arms you, you, you live and that your citizenship is not of this world. And that's a real thing that... Um, I trust in, and I'd like to share that to encourage uh, Mm -hmm. and others. For my eyes are toward you, O God, Mm -hmm. the Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not leave me defenseless. Keep me from the jaws of the trap which they have set for me and from the Mm -hmm. snares of those who do iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own net while I pass by safely. And that is, 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 is the sound that I'd like to encourage the, last, the first and the last part, that in, in, in being migrated and now having passports of the kingdom of heaven, we can live there. And I encourage mm-hmm. those who uh, um, have have that relationship with the Lord to seek Him right now in this condition. He is our hope, and He can lift us mm-hmm. out of anything, anything, and He'll make a way, as we know, a way out of no way. Whatever the situation, yes. call on Him, and He'll show you the light, the truth. That is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's how much. Uh, I I I I'd like to share, and um, I appreciate what you're doing and the work that you're doing in terms of uh, giving this opportunity in this instance uh, to Janar to share her uh, out there, and and for people to hear the reality of the situations that we are facing, mm-hmm. and 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 for these things to be seriously considered, and and not just 
you know, we just mosey on down the road, let's go back. No, let's not just go back. There are real lives at stake here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Amen, amen. So, well, thank yeah, you so thank much you. for uh, sharing, and uh, and that is very, very much uh, true and very encouraging. So thank you once again. Thank you, my dear. Love you. Love you. All right. Okay. Well, I was thinking of another uh, psalm uh, that I actually uh, wrote a poem about, and it's entitled In the Midst of It All. And uh, it's based upon uh, one of my, uh, another one of my, my favorite uh, psalms, and that is Psalm 46 where it says, uh, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed and, the, and though the mountains uh, be carried into the midst of the sea. And the reason why is because God is with us. We shall not be moved. God, God will help us. And that right early. So I want to share that, uh, that poem in the midst of it all. Psalm 46, verse 5. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. In the midst of it all. As you live your life going through trials and tests, there are some things that can cause you great stress. They come to make you want to give up. They zap your energy and empty your cup. But in the midst of it all, you can stand tall. In the midst of it all, on him you must call. He will hear and answer your cry. Why don't you just try? Even if you've had a fall, he's right there with you in the midst of it all, waiting on your call. Call on Jesus, don't be like King Saul, who went to the witch and dug a great ditch into which he did fall. Seek the Lord, give him a call, because he's right there with you in the midst of it all. Yes, he's right there, and that's one of the things that that's why we can, uh, you know, go into situations where there may be. It, it's like I heard, I believe it was Joyce Meyer uh, say this a while back, and I know many others uh, have said it as well, but I remember a, a message that I heard that she was uh, ministering, and she said, do it afraid. Do it afraid. Don't let the fear stop you. Some things you have to you have to do, even in the midst. Like you, you know, you're you're not so sure, but you but you're sure of one thing. You're sure that God is with you. You're sure that you're going to be all right because He He has you. He's with you in the midst of it all. So, thing that we don't, uh, you know, say that because some people say, well. You shouldn't fear. God gave us the ability to fear. Uh, sometimes we need to fear. Fear is, 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 is like a barometer to let us know. I mean, if, a, if it's a big lion coming your way, 
and you can't you can't fear you don't fear anything you know what are you going to do just play like oh it's a little kitty cat and say kitty 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 no no god gives us uh, the ability to experience this fear so that we can have wisdom in certain situations and uh, although we are not we don't have the spirit of fear that immobilizes us and and causes us not to not to move but uh but but that's so that's a good thing. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and and bring in uh, Sharon Durham, uh, Sister Sharon Durham. She's one of our Christ Vision Tribe members, and I want to bring Sharon in now because she also works uh, in the schools with the schools in in that she goes to the schools and does counseling with with students. So, uh, Sharon. Hello, Dr. Tompkins. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. Uh, and as you can hear, we've been we've been really covering a whole lot tonight about this whole issue of the schools reopening. And uh, as one who works with with the school system and go goes into the schools uh, to see about your clients, um, what, what do you have to add to this conversation? Well, basically, um, it's been very different. Um, my families, they're like on, they're kind of on, like saying that they don't want to send their kids back, that they want to do the virtual school, and it's really been hard. And as a therapist, we don't know if we're going to be able to even go back in the school. They haven't even oh. told us whether or not we could even go back in or not. Okay, so... Um, even though the schools would open, you don't know whether they would be open for you to come in. Right, right. Even though they're opening okay. the school on the 24th, we don't know how that's going to work with um, the different things that's going on now with the students as well as, you know, with the school. Okay, okay. And, well, how do you feel about um, going back into the schools now with everything that's going on? Well, part of me want to go back in, but the kids that I work with um, at that age, it's hard for them to keep their mask on. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if they allow us to go back in, I will be eager to go back in and work with the students and work with my families. So that will be a blessing if we are able to go back in. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good that that you you are you are walking in that in that place of saying, okay, if it if it opens up, you're you're willing to go in and you're looking forward to it. So, um, yes. what is what is your psalm that you'd like to share at this time? My psalm is seventy Psalm seventy one fourteen through fifteen. I will never give up hope. I stop praising you all day long. I will tell the wonderful things you do to save your people. But you have done much more than I could possibly know. All right. And and that's and so and so tell me why did you uh choose that particular song? Because one thing that's very important is for us not to give up hope and to spread hope to our families where they don't give up either. And then also, too, mm-hmm. be able to tell the wonderful things that God has done in our lives and how he's continued to keep us, how he's, excuse me, continued to keep us. Yes, yes. 
Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And that is something that we have to share with one another. That's one of the ways that we get hope. That's one of the reasons why we have Think Hope Podcast to to say. And it's one thing about the Psalms that's always so wonderfully comforting is that even though some of the Psalms, they start off, you know, stating the problem and, and talking about, you know, just real, real issues. But then by the time the Psalm ends, uh, the psalmist is talking about how they're going to put their trust in God and how, you know, God is able. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or see begging bread. And that's what this Think Hope podcast is all about. Yes, we can, we can look at these issues, and I'm telling you, it's some, it's some devilish deeds that's happening out there. And, and we don't want to put our head in the sand uh, as ostracists, as they say. But we want to look at it, but then we want, to, we want to understand that even in the midst of it, of it all, that there is still hope and that we have to share that with one another. So thank you so much for sharing tonight. Thank you, Dr. Tompkins. All right. And so now I'm going to share uh, another song before we bring on another one of our Christ Vision Tribe members. And this is uh, from Psalm. 34 and 8. I'm going to share just a little bit of this song by Travis Green. Hands up. 
Yes, I tell you, I feel like I'm at TPIC Chapel in our praise and worship, uh, where we just really, really, really uh, meditate on songs. And most of the songs are based on the Word of God. They're the Psalms. They're, you know, based upon Scripture because when that really gets in your spirit, it helps you to stay in that peaceful place. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in, uh, as the time is winding down, uh, I'm going to bring in Minister Nettie Palmore, who is, uh, who is on the line and has a psalm that she'd like to share uh, as one of our Christ Vision Tribe members. How are you, Dr. Thompson? I'm doing well, doing very well. Good. The scripture that I wanted to share from Psalms was Psalms 37 and 9, and it says, For evildoers will be destroyed, but those who put their hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Wow. Yes, that's a powerful one right there. And and why did yes. you choose that one to share? <laughs> I chose that one because it's, uh, sometimes it can be very unhopeful when you think about so many things that are closed down and then the very thing that we are concerned about, our children and our teachers that will be on the front line as well. When you hear the schools are going to open up, that's very hopeful. So I wanted yes. to give hope to let people know that God is still in charge. He is. He's very much in charge. So thank you so much for sharing that one. And, You're uh, welcome. And we are going to stay hopeful. Amen. Yes. We're going to close out with one more psalm. I'm going to, it's a song, and I believe this will sum it all up as we close, and then we'll end the show on this note. And that is from Psalm 27 again, uh, one thing that I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after.
Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.